Yo, y'all know what time it is. NCOPD Live, Wednesday night, prime time. We in the building. TPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of NTOPD Live, hosted by yours truly, Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the Professional SGL, coming at you live from Beaumont, Texas. Listen, I'm super excited about today's show. Um, not too much of uh, no uh, admin announcements today, but I will make an admin announcement, uh, uh, shouting out my team uh for doing phenomenal work they've been behind the scenes we got a lot of shows uh lined up uh february and march man listen it is going to be off the chain some of the things that we're preparing for you all in march man listen i cannot single-handedly wait but i will say this uh the team has been working behind the scenes uh keeping me intact with what i have to be doing i did a a newspaper article interview uh it's not published yet but i did a newspaper article interview with sma daily and the ausa team listen it was fun uh i i i i'm waiting to see when it gets published uh, but I was definitely honored to uh, be interviewed by SMA Daily and his team. So definitely uh, shout out to SMA Retired Daily. And uh, um, and people want to call me when I'm on live. Uh, but SMA Daily and the AUSA team, Command Sergeant Major Retired uh, Welch, uh, for giving me the opportunity to interview me. Much more to come. Uh, uh, possibly going to be on the noon report of... of um, uh, the AUSA page, so I'm looking forward to that as well. So it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things cooking up here at NCOPD Live. Also, my team wanted me to let you know, hey, all of those units that's been reaching out, man. Listen, I've had a great opportunity to be on MS Teams, uh, talking to uh, some units uh, here, Conus and Oconus. Uh, I'm still doing that. If you uh, want the uh, the professional SGL to talk to your class. Of course, my cadre buddies back at the academy you know all they got to do is call me. Uh, but of course, if you want uh, uh, me to, to talk to your class, your section, your soldiers or your leaders, uh, just go ahead and uh, inbox uh, ncopdlive at gmail.com. And uh, you can go ahead and request what day that you want. And uh, uh, my team, admin personnel, 
uh, Miss Veronica, make sure that uh, we can put you all on the schedule, being that it's not anything uh, that's happening on my end. So just want to make sure you know that. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, and Anchor. We're on all social media platforms. We haven't linked into LinkedIn yet, but uh, that is coming. And I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. As of now, no, the TPSGL will not be getting a TikTok page. We're going to stay away from that for the, point, for the time being. Okay, that's enough of the admin stuff. Because listen, tonight's guest, man, so uh, I was introduced to him by my fellow comrade, Oz. Uh, Oz told me about him last year. And uh, so, of course, you all know that we we're very, you know, we we like to see who we're going to bring on the page. So, you know, I like to sit in silence. I sat back. I watched a couple of things that he was doing, watched a couple of his videos, had my team look at some of his videos as well. And I was like, hey, you know, I think we need to give this guy an opportunity uh, to uh, be on the page. This is after I have spoken to him after watching. He doesn't know this after watching several of his content before him and I talked. And I was like, hey, you know, I think this guy's, I think this guy's uh, pretty good. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring out tonight's guest, the one and only Song First Class. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, brother? I'm happy. I'm so very excited to be here. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. So, you know, before we even get you to introduce yourself, you know, we got to play quick. Uh, we got to play uh, the five second rule, man. I told you, man, you got to be ready, man. I know. Hey man, I get ready, right? Listen, I tell you what, I'm gonna go ahead and explain the rules to you now. Before we explain the rules, no one on NCOPD Live has ever declined to play five second rule. Now you could be the first one in history to make history to decline and not take this assignment. Do you wish to take this assignment? Let's go, let's go. We got this. All right. So here's the rule. I am going to ask you to name me three of something. And you have five seconds to name those three items. And I have five questions of such. You understand the rules? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The timer does not start until I ask the first question. As you can see, the timer is on zero. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, the first question is, name three Army installations, go. Fort Bragg, Fort Bliss, Fort Hood. 2.86, great, great. Pretty easy, pretty right. easy. You know they get harder though as the time go on, right? Ah, track Okay, good, good, good. The next one, name three DA forms, Go. DA form 31, uh, 4157, 41, ah, 206668. Uh, <laughs> oh, I stumbled on that. Yes, I tell you, man. All my AG comrades listen, you know, it's uh, EO, it's you, well, yeah, form. Oh, we, oh, we getting that. So we understand <laughs> that you're at the, we understand that you're at the non commissioned officer. Uh, 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 Senator Leader of Excellence, the USASMA, as we know it, right? That's right, that's right. Well, of course, we got to get a question here about USASMA. <laughs> so, the next question, question number three is, is name three 
either current or past commandants of USASMA. Go. Sergeant Major Smith, Sergeant Major Sellers, Sergeant Major Chandler, uh, Colonel Gentry. Oh, we in there. <laughs> 3.45. Okay, 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 okay. Question number four. So um, I asked this question a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was it was a great one. Um, name three types of MREs. Go. Chicken cacciatore, vegetable omelet, beef something. Golly. <laughs> Last question. Last question. All right. I am failing on this miserably. Uh, you got you got two out of you got two out of four so far. Last question is name three. Now this is gonna be this is gonna yeah jambalaya. Appreciate you, sis. This one is real. This one's real. This one's gonna be uh a uh, kind of kind of tricky. So make sure you listen to this. Name three sections on the NCOER. Go. Administrative data, see ready comments, ready comments. Oh, he got three out of five. Okay. Okay. Hey, man. Good job, man. Good job. Hey, man. Thanks for playing. Hey, but at the, at the end of the day, man, it's just something to get my guests livened up, man. So we don't try to do no stump to chump here, but it's just something to just get the, you know, get the crowd going. So before we even get started, man, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and where you're currently stationed. Mike is yours. Absolutely. And thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be on here. I seen that cool introduction and they had a whole bunch of great leaders that's been on here from the past. So it's an absolute honor to share that platform. Um, my name is Sanders. I'm sorry, first class in the United States Army. I've been in for 14 years. I'm originally from Valdosta, Georgia. I'm the youngest of six um, and I have six of my own um, uh, with the, uh, um, what do they say? Uh, I brought one over off the bench. Um, I, my religious beliefs is that I am Christian, non-denominational. Uh, I, I identify as a cis male, and I am hoping to uh, provide inspiration, education, and opportunity to not just the United States of America, but to the world. Okay, hey man. So uh, we we before we even get into tonight's topic, man, uh, Josiah. <laughs> yes, he has a big day. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Josiah is Song First Class Sanders' son. And he's coming on NCOPD Live. I have given this young man a date on NCOPD Live by himself. Of course, with, with dad in the in the in the nearby vicinity. But I'm gonna interview your son, man. So how is how has he been, man? Is he is he super excited? Is he is he telling his friends? He is too excited. He's telling everyone actually, and uh, I'm just honored to be his father, man. He brings me so much joy. That kid, I learned actually a lot from him. So a lot of the stuff I may be talking about today, I, I actually learned from him. Ah, man. So he's your son. So I guess plagiarism is authorized, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, uh, but no, he's a he's a great kid, man. Uh, I'm super excited to sit down and talk with him. Uh, I think it's going to be a great it's going to be a great uh, opportunity uh, for us as as leaders and adults uh, to hear some of the things that we're going to talk about uh, from a 
a child's perspective and so much uh, that's going on in the uh, in the world. So with that being said, it brings me to my first question. It wasn't one of our talking points uh, with everything that's going on uh, uh, right now um, and not just young boys, but even young girls. You know, it, it almost seems as if it's kind of hard, you know, to be a parent uh, to, you know, keep our children rooted within truth and fact and doctrine. Uh, my first question to you is, is how do you manage that, uh, you know, with your six kids, you know, being able to tell them the truth of uh, the matter of how things are playing out, not just in our country, but even in the world. Mike is yours. Yes, sir. So for me, uh, I just start processing at a very young age. I'm not a believer of the fairy, the tooth fairy, the Christmases and things like that. And, you know, a lot of parents want, would like to scold me for uh, not allowing my kids to believe. Um, but but I allow them to believe just in a controlled manner. Right. Um, I, we do share and celebrate the creativity of all of those holidays. But I give them the truth right out the gate. Hey, listen, this is what people celebrate. But this is the reality. You know, when you're when you lose your tooth. Mom and dad places that money up under your pillow. You know, when Christmas time come, mom and dad evaluates whether you're being good or not. And so we determine whether you're going to receive Christmas um, and or birthday. So uh, just being honest right out of the gate has uh, really helped me. Another thing that I do with Josiah, because he's, he's the only child here uh, currently, but we process through movies as well. So we're, while we're in movies, I'm the dad that'll pause the movie and ask him how do he how does he feel about something that's happened. And it's not only bad stuff, even when good stuff happens. If somebody helps someone or if somebody shares with someone, I stop and I allow him to give me his thoughts on what he think about uh happened in the movie. And then I'll just uh I'll give him my direction and then uh we'll move forward with uh, whatever it is we're watching. Man, I'm appalled by that because you know even nowadays to get a kid to sit and watch a movie. Uh -huh. Yet along with their parents, you know, most kids won't be on social media and everything. But uh, it seems to me like you have gotten, you know, uh, I don't want to say a halter, but you've kind of reared him in the direction to not just always just be on social media. And I, I do commend a lot of parents that limit their children's uh, social media uh, involvement because there's so much things, so many things on social media that can taint a child's uh perception of some of the things that they see so definitely wanted to commend you on uh being a great being a great dad uh, and also you know trying to rid him in a direction that you know it, I, I believe it'll be beneficial for children as they grow older your thoughts um no yeah absolutely sir um <laughs> so so i don't want to limit their exposure to certain things right like because I don't want them to be ignorant to what is happening in the world as well, right? So we protect, protect, protect. They don't get that stress that they need to develop into strong leaders. So, but what I do do is, like you said, um, if, if I see something that's uh, um, too much, I'll pull him back from it or in, in time constraints, right? So yes, let's get on social media, but let's get on some learning platforms on social media. Let's, we could do the TikToks, but if you're going to TikTok, we're going to talk about what we learned in TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. So I do commend some of the children that are uh, um, using these platforms in order to, one, uh, uh, extend their reach, because some of these children are very influential. And uh, I caution the parents because they're still children, right? So they have an immature mindset. 
but I applaud their reach because of these platforms. Um, so just learning from that, like, hey, did you notice what was said or what was done? So just helping him understand appeal and how it works. Emotional appeal, ethical appeal, logical appeal. Great, because it brings me to a question, man. And uh, I, I promise you we're going to get to the topics, but this is how NCOPD Live rolls. Mm -hmm. man. I'm listening to what you're saying. You know, we protect, we protect, protect, protect. And uh, we don't allow them to uh, um, deal with or, or see some of the emotional effects of what go on on social media. It kind of sounds like a leader. Uh, you know, we, we tend to want to shield our soldiers from uh, certain things. But my mom and dad always told me experience sometimes is the best teacher. Yes. Uh, so we as leaders, sometimes we can get kind of caught up. And as we call it back in the day, I don't know how I don't know why all my country people that don't hear but we call it henpeck. You know, we only let them go and do certain things and, and they uh, we tell them that they can only do this. Like how important do you think it is as a leader uh, for like junior soldiers, uh, instead of just sheltering them all the time, uh, letting them experience some of those hardships and uh, owning them to certain personal account accountabilities, not anything unethical, immoral or illegal, but just some of those, you know, just trials that, and tribulations that we go through as leaders. Yeah, I think it's very important for them to bump their head right against the wall. Um, Benjamin Franklin said, "If you if you if you tell me, then I'm gonna forget. Yeah, teach me, I might remember. But if you involve me, I'll never forget. Right? Um, what? How? Allowing our Jewish soldiers to step into those leadership positions and 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 not even." make mistakes because they, they may step in that position and, and outdo you, right? Or outdo us, right? Um, but allowing them to have the experience, I think is the most important part because um, like Mike Tyson say, uh, everybody's tough until you get punched in the face. They get punched in the face. Right, so they need to develop those face muscles, right? Um, take those heat rounds to the chest, but also be that leader that steps in and say, hey, Sergeant Major, hey, sir, I'm allowing my soldier to get this exposure. So whatever, uh, you know, they do or don't do, you know, put it on me. Right. Mm -hmm. So give them give them that security that, hey, I, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to still hear from my SEO or my leader if I didn't do the right thing. But at the same time, allow them to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Being a leader is uncomfortable. Right. And, and, and when you began to get comfortable as a leader, you need to elevate your position. Okay. Uh, that's on Rofa uh, said, uh, we would not know uh, our junior soldiers' potential until we uh, put them in those roles. So I know one thing I used to do when I was a detachment sergeant, and my commander and I, we would have those individuals, uh, they would sit in our seats for a day. Yeah. Get a chance to see how uh, it feels to be a detachment you know, sergeant, how it feels to be a commander, uh, going to those meetings, sitting in the back behind us, you know, for those two and three and four hours when it's commanding staff, you know, giving them the opportunity to see how they would thrive. And then even when we have company training meetings, having them putting them in the two seats and we're sitting behind them, letting them conduct training meetings. I believe that that is a good tool to use uh, when we're trying to uh, upbring or, 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 or get soldiers to the next level, because guess what? You, Sometimes now we as leaders, we just get thrown into some positions. We do. It happens. And, and a lot of people don't think about it. But the non-commissioned officer, we are we are, 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 are our brains are programmed to make it happen. 
That's right. It, I, I'm eight in November. Hey, I need you to be over here being 92 golf. Hey, check Roger top. I got to make it happen by any means necessary. And I think sometimes, you know, uh, that's a good tool to, you know, be able to train those leaders for when they have, when they are uh, uh, approached with those last minute situations. Hey, I'm going to put you over here and they supply a supply room and, you know, you're a 42 alpha, you know, right. and we're taught to execute, which brings me to this man, uh, uh, leader, uh, what is uh, leading with excellence? Talk to me about that. Man. I, I checked the page out a couple of times, so talk to myself and the followers about leading with excellence. How did that come about? Absolutely. Can I get out this thought before we go? I don't want to forget it because it, yeah, go ahead, man. A practice that I adopted is whenever I either receive a new soldier or I come into a new office, is to let them know that I work for them. Mm -hmm. Truth, I, I really do, I'm, especially as a 42 alpha. I work for my floor sergeant. But I also let them know that, hey, I'm giving you full autonomy to tell me when I'm wrong. And not just tell me when I'm wrong. If I get upset with you for telling me that I'm wrong, remind me of this conversation. Hmm. Because sometimes us as leaders, we want to get hot head and we forget that we're wrong sometimes. No, we don't. We ain't <laughs> never wrong, right? Leaders right, ain't never exactly. wrong. Oh, man, come on. Leaders, we yeah. always wrong. We, so we can sometimes be wrong. Right, exactly. And that's the mentality we carry. So I remind soldiers that you are my first line of defense from the OIC, the XO, and the battalion commander. Let me know when I'm wrong and let me know that I'm wrong for telling you that I'm not wrong. That's awesome, man. Most leaders don't have that approach. We, we have that before we get back into leading with excellence. We have that ace aren't stay in your own lane. Check down, right. check down, not up, not up, right? And, and it, it's hard, man. If we don't touch our topic tonight, I promise I'll bring you back for another show. <laughs> it seems like it just seems like the topics is coming in right now. Uh, I see first sergeant uh, Collier said leadership is uh, servitude, but right. a lot of leaders we have that mentality. Hey, don't don't try to come over here and correct me. I know I'm wrong. Hey, but check down, not up. And to me, that damages that that uh, professional relationship between that soldier or that subordinate and that leader. And my thoughts are, and you can comment on, on this afterwards, my thoughts are, is there's two lessons you can learn from that. You could either be like that or you know what not to be like. Exactly. Your, your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> So, so we, oh, I can't wait to get into uh, the system. So part of the system talks about display, right? How do you display who you are? So just bring that into leadership and, and specifically into army leadership. How do we display who we are? We have reality, we have possibility, but no matter which we, we look to, we have responsibility. Mm -hmm. We have to be present, right? And I have to understand uh, uh, the reality of what's going on. Just because that person is in a leadership position, I'm still required to understand that that doesn't make that person right. Right. Either accept what that person is doing, or I could look to, like you said, the possibility of being a better leader and, ch and changing or uh, accepting a different understanding of what a leader should do. Wow. Mm -hmm. Whatever I choose to accept, 
I have now the responsibility to walk into that vision of what a leader is. Right, right. So, man, I, that, I'm, I'm guessing that's going to tell me about how did you start? Like, where did the, first of all, before you tell us what it's about, where did the idea of leading with excellence come from? Because it's spelled particularly in a, in a, in a certain way. It's not excellence, but it's excellent. How, where did that idea come from, man? Tell us about that. No doubt. So if we break down excellence, it's XL ants, right? Mm -hmm. um, and as Josiah said, it means work together and stay strong. Mm -hmm. That's what ants do. Ants work together. And they're the strongest animal by ratio in the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. Some ants can lift up to 50 times their body weight, right? So it just, it, it reminds children and it might reminds young leaders that although you may feel small, you have the power to do some great big things. Wow. Especially when you work together. Man. So you know what? That's a good analogy to use like in um, like some professional developments when, you know, you're sitting around what they used to call quote unquote under the yoke tree. Uh, yeah. Before the weekend, when you're getting ready to dismiss with your uh, with your, your squad or whatever, like if we all were to work together, like an ant, but that's going to require personal accountability. Everybody uh, pulling their own weight. That's right to make the mission happen. If leaders were to, I agree, man. Nice analogy. If leaders were to keep that same mindset of working as a team, as an ant. Imagine how much we could, you know, get accomplished instead of just always, like we call it, the crab the crab in the bucket syndrome. One person gets to the top, man, you know, we want to pull them down. But if we all work together as the ant, man, just think about how much that we could, you know, that we could accomplish. And one thing I liked about what you said uh, is about as far as, um, I like how you're talking about leading with excellence, but I want to refer back to when you talk about that leaders can be wrong. That's right. There's, there's times that we can be wrong. It's hard for some leaders to accept, number one, that they're wrong, but to admit that they're wrong. <laughs> so I want you to talk to me about acceptance versus admitting. Do you think they both... Uh, run run hand in hand that they both should go together or do you just think it should be one without the other? So when we talk about us set like I'm 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 I, I love words right and and I try to be very particular with them. Um, when we speak to accepted the root word is set right so the root word is to take or to seize but mm -hmm. when to accept it means to take with approval. So when we accept things it's natural to uh, uh, to admit to it because we accepted it. Um, but absolutely, they are different. And you're absolutely right. When we learn to admit things, it's almost like a release, right? It's like jettisoning things, right? Exactly, words have meaning. It's almost like jettisoning things. Excuse me. It's like okay, I no longer have to carry this baggage. I I was in a, I was in the clubhouse room. And uh, this guy was talking about, you know, being transparent and being authentic and how if if I'm being transparent and I can admit to the things that are going on in my life, you can't tell me, right? Mm -hmm. I can't hold anything over my head. You can't do all the bad things you want to do and I don't counsel you. 
because I'm transparent. So there's nothing you're gonna hold against me, you know. Um, so I don't have to carry this weight. I could I could just be free. And I think admittance is the key to being free. Yeah. So I mean, so leading with ex excellence, man. So you're you're empowering young men. Uh, am I correct? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, just more than young men. Just okay. Young people, new leaders, and to be honest with you, um, I even speak to some executive level leaders, and they they pull in this stuff, and uh, they use these things in their talk. So, just it's really for everyone. But I, the the idea behind the system and, and the the company, the company is leading with excellence. The system is leading with leaders. The idea behind the system is to speak to the seed, right? Start at the earliest point of conception, so that the seed isn't corrupted. Mm. Man, you taking you taking me somewhere. I, I really don't want to travel down this uh this road. But I remember, man, uh uh my son, the my 14-year-old man, when he was when he was in his mom's womb. I used to talk to him. Yes. When he was uh when he was when he was in the womb. I I ain't seen I ain't seen the uh I ain't seen the benefits yet, but I'm yet what they say back in the day in church, but I'm yet holding on. This was right. April. I know you with me. I'm yet holding on. But I remember, man, I used to speak to him uh, when he was, you know, in his mother's womb. You know, I used to laugh. I used to, you know, hey, your mama out here tripping. You know, I, I know you're <laughs> hungry. She ain't fed you all day. But I grew that I grew that bond with him. And when you said uh, you get them at a young age. And when I look back to Josiah and some of the things that uh, how I've heard you talk about uh, reaching out to to younger, uh, younger, younger kids and even younger guys uh, trying to get them to understand that, hey, you are somebody. Hey, you can do this. You, you are the end. You can, you know, accomplish whatever you put your mind to it. So, man, talk about talk to me about your drive. Like what's your drive and your passion uh, behind doing that? Because let's be honest, man, as, as a as a young uh, male in America uh, today, and even a young uh, black male. I mean, it's other stuff that you could be doing. So, what's your driving, your passion uh, to go after these these type of crowds? You you, you know you're right, bro. Um, <laughs> my wants, right? I used to rap, and I, I write poetry, and yeah, so that was my thing. I was gonna be a rapper, you know what I'm saying? And uh, mm -hmm. my brother is on here elaborate. <laughs> um, and he knows me, right? I was a menace to society. I really was. The stereotype um and even if you like look do a small search into our our history uh you'll see that we we uh, um we really did make a lot of mistakes you know and, uh there just came a time in my military career where i was confronted with my past and i had the decision right then uh to change who i was right um, i was in a real dark place in my life and uh, when these things came up, I, I had no choice but to be transparent, right? Uh, and, and I didn't, I was confronted with my past. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. And, and I remember what all of the wrong that I had um, did in the world. And, and a lot of my friends, um, they would say, you are always a natural born leader. And I, and I struggled with that. Like, what does that mean? What are you saying? You know, and, and, and I and I and I began to uh, do some soul searching and I realized it wasn't me. It was the it was the influences that I had in my life. Right. 
and the fact that I was able to accept those influences um, is really what uh, separated me from some of what's going on in my past life still today and, and who I am today. So it was, it was all about um, being confronted with reality. What's real? What are you really doing? Right, you're a senior leader in the United States military. At the time, I was an E6 promotable, but you're you're, you're a senior leader in the United, United States military, telling other leaders how to be in your professional life, but in your personal life, you're still not living the army values. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with that, so I had to change it. Man, so I was talking to uh, uh, I know he don't mind. But I'm gonna put him out there, man. I was talking to Oz this morning, yeah. and we was talking about uh, the stigma of, you know, uh, when we deal with things in our past, like to go and like get help or like to go and talk about it. Isn't it ironic that sometimes we as leaders we can help everybody else but ourselves? Yes, we can help everybody else. You know, get over their issues, their fears, and you know, or whatever it is, mentor mentor this individual or mentor that person uh but when it comes to taking care of our individual selves it's like uh we can't do that and so oz and i were talking this morning and um we were just talking about just even as men so like i'll be i'll be fully transparent when i first came back from my first deployment when i was uh, when i was married at the time uh when i first came back from my first deployment of course i had seen some things over in uh in Iraq, um, you know, I was on Camp Liberty, so it's not like I was in a bad place, but I mean, we were in a place where they wanted to attack, you know, shoot rockets over the over the uh, mortars over the fence, and we got to get up and go up. Nobody has ever seen that. Nobody has seen that before. Right. Nobody, you, and, and you, you go in and you see that type of stuff, you're like, even though you're on Camp Liberty, it's still a difference for individuals when they go into that type of environment. So when I came back, when I came back, man, I automatically thought like, oh, man, I'm good. You know, you know, I, I very seldomly went out the wire, ran a few clips here and there. But for the most part, hey, I was a father. I'm good. But I and, and I and I knew the things that I, that I had saw and that I had dealt with. But it was that sense of that masculinity, that manhood, like, nah, man, I can't you know, I can't do this. But I even remember talking to so many other people about. Hey man, when you're dealing with PTSD, man, you need to go get help. But I wasn't, I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid. And it was uh, at that time, my ex-wife had told me she was like, "Hey, you know, hey D, you're you're different. You need to go get checked out." Nah, man, I ain't gonna get checked out because I thought now get this, this is this is contradictory. I thought going to see help was soft, right, right, right. But I was telling other people to go get help, but I wasn't. You know, it just it baffles me, but I can laugh about it now. It baffles me about how you say, like, we think it's leader. Like, and I was like, nah, man, I ain't gonna get help. And it wasn't until my grandmother, I had an incident at home where I blacked out and I actually got into it with my biological father. Like, literally, we almost went to blows. And I remember this day when it happened, I had to go and speak to my grandfather, my my dad. I called him my dad. And he was the one, if you wanted to call a family meeting, he was the one you talked to. So I told him, I said, we need to get everybody together. We met down at my uncle's house and I just began to pour out to them some of the things that I saw 
some of the things that I had to deal with while I was in Iraq and I cried out that I wanted to get help. So it's, it's, I like how you put that, like leaders, we can't be, you know, contradicting that, you know, we are, are hypocritical, I should say, to say, hey, go drink this Kool-Aid that I made, but we don't want to drink it. Let's make this. I'm, you know what you what you did was you established a, a security blanket. Mm -hmm. Your grandfather offered that security. You yeah. trust him, right? Just like a bank, you secure your funds in a bank because, and they call it a trust. You trust him, right? Mm -hmm. Protect your interest. Yeah. Same thing with junior soldiers. We they have to be able to trust us. Yeah. That they can share their interest with us. Yeah. If they don't feel secure. They're not going to share with us. And this yeah. is so I had to learn. Like, Dave, you're preaching, bro, but you're not practicing, like you said. I, I wasn't practicing, and mm -hmm. I was running with that. And not only did it make me change my thinking, change my behavior, change my practices, I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to reverse what I had done. Mm -hmm. And it started, honestly, it started because I wanted to do the MR, MRT trainer. I love it. Go into the hood I mean, and teach MRT. Yeah. And the army was like, yeah. Oh, no, we can't because the intellectual property is shared between them and the University of Pennsylvania. So they both said, yeah, initially. And then they came back and said, well, we, we can't because, you know, um, the intellectual property agreement, we don't know who owns it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I got it, bro. Yeah. So you share you share something which brings me to my next point, man. You shared something earlier about history, and I shared something about my history, and that's one of our talking points. Like, uh, what do you say to leaders about um, uh, not running from their history, but using that history to catapult them? Like, how important is knowing your history uh, important to you know those junior leaders? I have two stories. I like okay. stories, if that's cool. The first one is, Warren Buffett said, I'm able to lay in the shade today because of a seed somebody planted in the past. Mm -hmm. Somebody planted in the past, right? Likewise, when we plant seed, sometimes we have to look back, right? Mm -hmm. And see where we started from. When we're reaping, Likewise, we got to look back and say, wow, mm -hmm. I've come a mighty long way. Yeah. The same is true with, I, I consider life, the analogy I have for life is it's a set of bridges. I <laughs> think you may have heard this lesson or may not, but life is like a set of bridges, right? Mm -hmm. You're on a bridge. The wind blows. You got to be careful not to give up. Mm -hmm. You gotta hold on, right? Yeah. And look forward to what's in front of you. Like this is where I want to go. I gotta look forward. Where I want, if I look down, if I'm scared and I look down, I get paralyzed in fear. Mm -hmm. So I, I I I speak to looking down as in looking down on others. You may be on a higher bridge than them, but don't look down on people, mm -hmm. right? Don't look yeah. down. Another thing is, and that builds character, right? Mm -hmm. Another part of that is when you're walking, there might be some loose boards there, 
right? There may even be some missing bulls. You might have some hurdles, hurdles, right? But remember that. Remember those loose boards. Remember those broken boards so that you could come back and you could fix them and replace them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these loose boards are people in your life. There, these boards could be something that somebody told you that you have attached yourself to and you don't understand why you do this. Well, I, I remember uh, hearing one of your talks, I think it was you or Oz that talked about, I think it was Oz that talked about why you cut off the head and the tail of the fish. Mm-hmm. Mama said do it, grandma said do it, great grandma said do it, great great grandma said, oh, it's because we had small pans back then, we couldn't fit the fish in the pot, so we cut the head and the tail off, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta separate yourself from what people told you, and those are those loosened and broken boards. And what that does is it, it sets a strong foundation yeah. So for somebody coming behind you. And, and, and I'm going to get, this is to your point. The reason sometimes we have to look back on that bridge is to build trust. So we've built character. We've built a strong foundation. Sometimes we have to look back and say, man, I've come this far. I got a little way to go. And it builds courage. And it gets us across to, the ne- to that next, that next uh, bridge in life. So I, I I definitely agree with uh, Miranda, uh, Miranda. I was gonna say yeah, de- I definitely believe that uh, history matters. And so uh, just FYI, so I I haven't de- I haven't decided yet, but in uh, uh, in honor of in honor of Black History Month, um, I may be doing a a, a a speech or a coming on live. I think it's supposed to be this Sunday. Um, about knowing your history. Uh, but the way I want to tie it in, uh, my counterparts talk to me about is just not just uh, in the history of black history in America, mm-hmm. you know, black history in, um, you know, in other countries that, that had to deal with, uh, you know, some of the struggles that we've had to deal with here as well. So with that being said, knowing your history as it relates to black history, uh, uh, how important is that for you uh, to uh, uh, either uh, bring to pass with your son or or even remind yourself about, you know, some of the things that others have gone on to pave the way for us that we've had this opportunity to even sit right here, right now. How about knowing your history on that level? Absolutely. Uh, extremely important. And I, I just got the phone with my brother. And I speak to my son about this often. And someone may say, he's the EOA and he's saying that. And I've been saying this since Dioma. Mm-hmm. Race doesn't exist. There's no scientific evidence to prove that race exists. Now, racism is very real. Mm-hmm. Racism is very, very real. And I mean not to offend any black person, any white person, any Asian person, any Hispanic person, any type of person. Mm-hmm. Not to offend anyone, but when I consider race, we came, and in my perception, we came from Adam or Atom. Mm-hmm. The OM that split over time after the Big Bang, or ADAM that split over time after, after God breathed into the nostrils, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my belief. Adam or Atom. And we split. 
And some of us went into caves, some of us went onto beaches, some of us went into deserts, some of us went into rainforests, some of us separated from the sun. And so our skin color changed, our, our type of hair changed, our eye color changed based on survival. Mm-hmm. And I look at human beings, I say to myself, wow, you survived. Mm-hmm. And when we search for identity, I think where we need to start is with our purpose. Because if we get wrapped up on this shell, then we'll miss what it is that we're supposed to, that we were birthed. We were birthed with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Man, you sound and like Jack, man. I know Jack watching, but go ahead, because he talks I, about that idea. Yes, he does. Hey, the message may not be for everybody, but you, but know, you know it's for somebody. And, and, and that, likewise, you, people don't have to accept this message, right? Don't have to accept what I'm saying. But for me, 2012 is when I denounced race. I I, 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 cons- I was <laughs> funny. I was having this debate with somebody on the line and telling me, you don't even know who you are. Who I am. You still think you're black. I am black. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It caused me to do some, I don't like being told something opposed to what I believe because you're going to make me prove to you. Mm-hmm. Prove to me because as I began to search and to search and to search and to search and to search to prove that black is a race, I was disproven. Yeah. Wow. So it starts with acceptance. You have to accept who you are. Yeah. You get to determine that. People don't, we don't, we have to realize you get to determine who you, yeah, other people have perception and they're going to call you things, but you don't have to accept that word over your life. Mm hmm the choice to accept look slavery happened and and i'm not i'm not steamrolling that that was a very very dark time in our short history as a nation but it did happen mm-hmm. now here's the thing do we revive slavery every time we speak life into what happened hmm. or do we or do we move forward by speaking life to what could happen? Okay. I like I, I think about and I don't I don't want to get into some of the thoughts that I was thinking about if I if I uh come on and do this uh, uh black history message on Friday, but uh I look at knowing knowing the history of those that have uh paved the way for us. Um I, I, I deem it critical to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, uh, speaking directly to uh, the young males of color, uh, I deem it critical uh, to that particular uh, group of people, uh, specifically because of this. Least we forget uh, the sacrifices that others uh, bore on their backs. Uh, for us to have the privilege and the opportunities that we have in today's society, even though today's society isn't perfect. But here's the good thing about it. Uh, back in those days, society still wasn't perfect. So it's it's oh, it's okay. It's safe to say that no society is going to be perfect. But I'd like to challenge young uh, young men of color and even older uh, generation men of color as well as to 
go back and search the history of what what some some people of color went through uh, for us to have and enjoy some of the luxuries that we have uh, to, to be able to uh, walk into a bank and put your money in a bank or uh, when you're in a, in a building of any type that you're able to drink out of any water fountain that you can, because it wasn't just too long ago that we weren't afforded those opportunities. So I believe knowing your history is, is totally, I got to get off of that because I'm going to be getting into the, some of the things that I'm going to be talking about if I do this on Sunday. Uh, but we, we can't forget. Yeah, uh, let me be in order. Let me be in order because you're right. And I have some I have some uh, leaders on here right now um, that 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 I, I, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't speak to that. So you're absolutely right. The mm -hmm. the, um, the contributions of, 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 of an oppressed people in this nation. Right. And now you got to work with me. You got to understand that. I believe we all did this to ourselves because we all are one people. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was the oppressed and, and, and the oppressors and those that were oppressed and, and, and those that colluded by by, you know, doing nothing. Um, so, yes, I do think uh, the contributions of an oppressed people have to be highlighted because it shows, again, survival. It, it shows uh, strength. It shows uh, uh, um, there's there's great honor in the things that they were able to overcome. And not only for just young black men, for for anybody. When when I look at when I look at our government, right, there is so much our government learned from slaves to include how to fight as a nation, right? There's so much we learn. When we talk about inclusion, I, I gotta I gotta give homage to uh, Sergeant Major Gillistrand, Alexander Gillistrand, right? Yeah. He talk about inclusion. He talk about inclusion being a, a, a war fighting tool for us. Why is that? Because we learn from every type of people. We learn how to get out of uh, uh, POW uh, 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 type situations, learning from the slaves. Right. We learn how to, to camouflage ourselves and, and, and hide ourselves. We learn this psychological warfare and we learn all of these things from looking at slaves. Right. Um, but that's just slavery. Let's skip past slavery. An oppressed man or woman with nothing, learning how to build networks with other races to get themselves into position in order to elevate and then go back and reach back and pull the people up. That says a lot to that the, the being magnetic, because that's all leadership is, pulling together resources, people, right, to, to accomplish a goal and make things better. That's leadership. Because you don't all, you're not always the best. But when you learn how to leverage people and you bring people to get that's leadership. And that's what People that had nothing were able to do. And if we don't look at nothing else, know that you you don't you're not required to be the best speaker in the room, the, the richest person in the room, the smartest in the room. You're just required to walk in your purpose and be magnetic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Say man, so uh one of the things I want to talk to you about tonight uh, is uncaging uh prolific leadership. Uncaging prolific leadership. So uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting on the copy. I think we said that we were going to wait to after this. 
Uh, yes, but sir. I'm excited for you to talk to us about this book. Uh, what is Uncaging Prolific Leadership? So Uncaging Prolific Leadership is uh, it's pretty much a daily guide for executive level leaders or senior leaders um, to remember fundamental leadership uh, skills. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea behind it, like the title, Uncaging. Right. Um, you see here on the cover, it has a tiger inside of a cage. And uh, as this tiger is freeing itself, it's, be, it's transforming into a bird, right? Mm -hmm. And giving wings to fly. And uh, the ideal of that is this. We have the decision to accept the way that things are. Mm -hmm. We can free ourselves by transforming our minds. Okay. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to share like one or two... Uh, um, no man, go ahead. Cause so yeah. I so I'm so you know so you know me, man. I I gotta wait till I get my copy before I openly endorse it. But Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, know, I know I know talking I know talking to you and talking about the book, it seems like it's it's gonna be a hit. But I still I still I, I gotta get that that hard copy in my hand, man. So go ahead and talk about the two that you're gonna talk about, and then also let us know where we can get it from. Cause I definitely yeah. get it. Absolutely, it's on its way, right? I spoke to the, I, I spoke to uh, my mentor uh, and, pu and uh, publisher, uh, Doctor Gerald Curry. Um, just a little bit about him, real quick, and why I, I praise him. He's uh, uh, a colonel retired in the Air Force, two-star level SES um, civilian um, who has his own publishing company, and uh, he's ranked number three. He was ranked number three in national kickboxing. Um, so he, yeah, he's a bad boy. Um, and, uh, uh, he, he, he talked me through like getting through the, the writing of this book, but basically what it is, is a daily guide, right. To, to help, um, leaders, um, deal with certain. So there's 31, there's 31 of these poems. It's actually a book of poems. They're Japanese po poems called haikus. So that's mm -hmm. 12 short but in each of the days it has a message and then it has a quote from uh some famous successful leader right mm -hmm. so today is what the uh the 10th yeah i'll share with you the 10th okay and it talks about partner so one of the young leader skills is partner recognition and focus so the title of this uh poem is partner and it's five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables is how the haiku is written. And it says, he cannot get it. Whenever she comes along, they together can. And there's a quote here by Helen Keller that says, alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Man, it sounds like the ant again. Like It sounds like the ant, right? Yeah. <laughs> So very often we, we we try to do things by ourselves. I, I, I got to be the, the marketing agent. I got to be the sales rep. I got to be the person that changes the tire. I got to be the person that makes the tire. I got to be the person that checks you out at the cap. Learn how to ask for help. Sometimes people want to do things and they too need help, right? And it's, it's all about asking. Don't miss that opportunity. I think it was Oprah that says, luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. Yeah. If you're not prepared, that's on you. 
But if you don't acknowledge the opportunity whenever it presents itself, or even accept the opportunity whenever it presents itself, then you, you kind of self-sabotage. But um, it tells us here then on the opposite side, on the opposite page, to think, right? Reflect and focus. And so think, how do I perceive this message? So what does this message mean to you personally as a leader? What does it mean? Uh, and just an example of how to use it. For me, um, how do I perceive this message? Wow, you know, I have something coming up that I know I'm gonna need my soldiers. I might need to delegate. Yeah. I can't be in this meeting and this meeting and this training at the same time. Mm -hmm. So learn, learn to delegate. Um, reflect, how has this helped or could have helped in the past, right? Looking at some past times like, dang, you know what? I could have just went over and asked her in first class Williams, my battle buddy, uh, Miranda, if you know if she could take this thing for me, why I go do this other thing? But she's great at that, actually. She's actually the number one sharp rep in the army right now. I said it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and then focus, right? Bringing things that I have to do and the things of the past together to being present. What is happening right now? What is my 50 meter target? 300 meter, I got it, I, I'll get to it. You know, uh, the, 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 the things I wasn't able to do before, I got it. But what are my requirements for my vision right now? Um, so think, focus, and then reflect. Or think, reflect, and then focus. So my, la my last two questions, uh, first yes, question. Sir. My last two questions. First question is, what inspired you to write the book? And then the second is, uh, when can we expect the release date uh, that we can actually go and get the book? Yeah, you know I brought that question back up, right? Yes, sir. 15 May, uh, it will be on almost every platform, actually, to include, but not limited to, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google. Um, uh, it's being published by Curry Brother Publishing. Let me be in order. Curry Brother Publishing is uh, um, who's publishing this book. And uh, I will have a link on my page on Leading with Excellence, as well as on um, startlyl.com. That's startleadingleaders.com. Um, it will be available there for purchase as well. And what what inspired you the, to write the book? What How did that come about? I was, uh, so most of what we do is for young kids, right? Uh, we also have some uh, children's books and published and um, being published at the moment. And um, it was two young kids, two young kids, two young kids. And then one of our board meetings that was brought up, but how are we gonna get the parents to uh, promote this book or even care to buy this book, these books for their children? And I'm like, man, and it made me think like, wow, how am I gonna get community uh, leaders to wanna you know, bring these children books to their community centers? How am I gonna get uh, um, you know, um, superintendents and, and, and school board members to you know, advocate for these books coming into their schools? Like, wow, I need to write something that speaks to the senior leader, to the executive leader, um, so that it gets us that buy-in in order to perpetuate um, the leading young leader system into educational systems around the world. That's great, man. Hey, man, listen, so... Hey, I tell you what, man. Hey, I'm going to turn the mic over for you to have uh, final comments uh, and remarks. Also, let uh, individuals know uh, your page and where they can come in 
and look at some of the videos that you do and also how often do you do your videos uh, before we go mike is yours yes sir let me be in order first off i would like to thank oz as you said that uh made this connection between the two yeah. of us um, I, I definitely really appreciate that. Um, then also, too, I want to give honor to your page. Listen, if you're watching, D. Hicks is the epitome of leadership. Let's let's talk about leadership. Leadership is being magnetic. It's 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 being able to get things done. And and this great leader has pulled in many a great leader onto this platform in order to talk about uh, um, some really, really pressing concerns and has even birthed in other leaders such as myself and other platforms, leadership, uh, uh, military leadership platforms to go forth with doing the same thing, right? We may not all catch his show. There are some other shows that were inspired by his show um, where you may get that leadership of um, knowledge and information. And that's real leadership, right? Being able to inspire others, give others opportunity, and give others education. And we get all of that right here on NCOPD Live. So um, I, I really commend you, brother. I'm really honored to be in your presence and on this stage. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, as he said, I do. I stop for a while in order to give myself some, some time, but I, I will get back to it. Um, leadership. Say what happened? It's precedented to do a show. Uh, uh, so you and you do it. You were doing it every day. Yes, yes. Yeah. It take it's taxing. It's really taxing, but it's very rewarding. And learning how to appropriate stress, understanding how to how to get that good energy back. So I put a lot of energy and it's daunting into creating the lessons. But the good energy comes back when someone says, "Thank you. I needed that. This was good." This helped me out. I was on the verge of breaking down. You restored, you know, you rekindled something in me. And so that good energy uh, helps me to write for the next day. But you're absolutely right. It is taxing. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to some of my leaders, Brian Sanders, Sergeant Major Brian Sanders, I know you're not on here tonight. Um, G1 um, um, policy, um, uniform policy. Um, uh, Sergeant Major Halliburton, I haven't met you in person yet, but um, you are a wealth of knowledge. And thank you so very much for the inspiration. Um, Sergeant Major uh, Latasha Crooks, um, I've been following you for most of my career. I really appreciate um, your support and encouragement. Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Major Retired, uh, 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 Griff, man, uh, I, I really appreciate your daily uh, morning motivations. You get me pumped up to keep moving and keep going. Um, like Griff, man. Acknowledge Oz, but I've been I'm following Oz, uh, First Sergeant. Uh, Richard Green um, for most of my career as well, um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to um, the 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 um, XO of the non-commissioned officer leadership center of excellence, Master Sergeant McFadden, and all of the uh, um, command group team. I'm sorry, man. I, it's a lot of people that have influenced me. I'm getting I'm getting off here in a second. Um, and Yo, so, go ahead, man. That's why I don't name uh, names, man. You are. <laughs> You are you are the epitome of Sergeant Major, and I said it like like D. Hicks said. I said it, and I stand by. So thank you for uh, for really influencing me, and, and uh, thank you to everybody in my personal life um, that um, got me here to this point. Um, I've had a lot of tragic moments, a lot of C moments, 
um, that really helped me to understand why this is required. So thank you, everyone. Hey, man, listen. So uh, uh, my final closing remarks and comments, man. So listen, um, uh, I don't talk. I don't talk about it a lot, but uh, I, I I know that there's. I've even came in contact with people uh, that was starting their platform that they reached out and they asked uh, for uh, advice and to the tools of the base of how to get that show off. And one thing at NCOPD Live is that I don't look for accolades. Somebody called me and I got a product working. Uh, whether they do their page exactly like mine or they tweak it that whatever works for them. Hey, uh, it's more. It's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of other things out there other than just NCOPD Live. I'm thankful for the following that I have. Uh, I I cherish this page and the things that I bring on this page and the things I talk about it. Uh, but I would definitely be remiss uh, that a lot. Of, I tell people a lot of times, a lot of times that everybody don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. Like uh, my admin reaching out to you, hey, Soren Sanders, I need your bio. I, I need this, you know, you know, sending me this. And they make my job way easier where I can sit and, you know, just be able to say, get a text message that morning a snapshot of what I got going on on the calendar that day. Okay, I know I got to do this 12 o'clock phone call. So sometime today I got to make time to be on the phone with SMA Daily and Sarmage retired uh, Welch to do this phone interview, you know. So the people that work behind this platform are phenomenal. So definitely, uh, definitely want to shout out to my team. Also, listen, uh, before I get off of here, one of the things I'm going to talk about, because I want to make sure I say this, one of the things I'm going to talk about is listen. So we're doing something here coming in March where I'm going to host a panel of recruiters. Yes. Different areas, different demographics. And we're going to come on. Uh, there's one other individual that I'm, I'm waiting on. Uh, but I'm going to host a panel of recruiters here on this page. And they're going to be talking about a host of things, the life of a recruiter, how to balance time. What do you do? What do you do when you get uh, – that go one right there. What do you do when you get rejection from a recruit and you're trying to get – you was on the you was on the cusp of signing that recruit. You know, how do you how do you bounce back? How do you – we don't ever hear from recruiters and – and to my drill star population out there, listen, I ain't forgot about y'all. My team let me know. Hey, man, now look, you know, if you do, you know, if you do recruiters, you know, you're going to have to do drill stars. You're going to have to do instructors. <laughs> sure. I, got, I got the instructor piece locked down because, you know, I'm an OSGL. You know, but, man, I'm super excited about that, um, uh, getting ready to do that as well. And as always, hey, man, y'all know the motto, if you see something wrong, and you felt, oh, before I do that, so I will make sure my marketing director and advertisement person, if if I'm going to do this Sunday, I, I, I'm thinking about pushing it to the following Sunday, but whenever we decide that I'm going to do this um, uh, Black History message, mm -hmm. yeah, then uh, we'll make sure we post it uh, onto the page. That way everybody can be tracking. And I promise I'll give y'all ample enough time uh to uh to be able to check it out so like i was saying as always y'all know the motto said with me if you see something wrong and you fail to do something about it then guess what you have just created a new standard and at the end of the day 
their issue is never with you, but their issue is with the standard. This is yours truly, Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the Professor SGL, along with my special guest tonight, David Sanders Senior. Hey, Josiah, you coming up in a couple of weeks, man. Tell my guests, I said, get ready, because I'm looking forward to speaking to Josiah Sanders on the right. part, man. So, hey, let him know I said I'm ready to talk to him, man. I most certainly will. And thank you for the opportunity. He's excited about it. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Y'all have a good night. We'll be talking to y'all on the other side. Yo, y'all know what time it is. NCOPD Live, Wednesday night, prime time. We in the building. PPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this.